0: And so let's talk about this thing called patterns, patterns. So our scriptural reference for today comes out of Romans 12 and one through two. And this is what it says in the NIV translation. It says, therefore, I urge you brothers in the view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what's God, what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Let me say that again His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, why am I only going to stay there, not going any further than that today? Because what I realized as I was doing some research is is that people are predictable. Um, There was a study done about 10 years ago by a university that talked about 93% of our behavior is predictable. So when people are trying to figure out crime scenes and they're trying to figure out who they're gonna predict for success, there's because there's patterns that they're looking for that line up to what success might look like. Um, I know right now we're in a time where we're living in disruption of our patterns, which could be causing some of our anxiety. Because even if you're a person like me who likes change, who likes change, but even if I had to be honest with myself, I'm not unpredictable. Let me say that again. I like change. I embrace change, but I'm still not unpredictable. And when people are unpredictable, what I'm learning as I was studying this is that it's not about our our ability to say, oh, I wanna be an outlier, I wanna be a disruptor, because actually what I'm learning, whether it's in business, in life, in your career, that being predictable is not a bad thing. I line up predictable with discipline and consistency. These are three words, predictable, consistency, and discipline. Why do I say those three words? Because if you're disciplined and you're consistent, you will be predictable. So what does that look like for me and how do I see the benefit to that? Well, one of the things that I think is so important is when it talks about this, where it says, do not conform any longer um, to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, his pleasing and perfect will, because you're no longer saying I'm motivated by my emotions and my feelings. My desire if I wanna renew my mind or transform my mind means that I need to begin each day spending some time with God in a place where I'm in solitude and I'm you know, starting my day with gratitude because even as we say, I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm grateful, using those words, it's hard to say I'm grateful and then be grumpy all day. It just doesn't make sense to our minds. And so if we're renewing our minds, we begin with being grateful and then we can go into the word of God and see what does the word of God say about me? What does he say about me? You know, he says that I am created in his image. He says that I am more than a conqueror. He says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He reminds me to press towards the mark. He reminds me to say that um, that all I need is the faith of a mustard seed. He reminds me of the importance of relationship, where it says when two or three are gathered in his name, that he is in the midst. He reminds me that um, that, that, all things, that nothing is impossible for God. He reminds me of so many things. And so if my patterns line up with the patterns of what the word of God is saying that we should do, then where we need to do what we need to do, if you struggle in an area of your life, it's probably because it's connected to a poor behavior that has become a pattern for you. I was just saying, it's not that my, my diet is perfect because it really isn't. My, My diet is not perfect. However, I do think that it's crazy foolish if every morning I go out to walk between two and three miles and then I come home and I eat something horrible. I was just talking to my son about this yesterday about goal setting and that goals need to be connected to bigger things like your purpose or your values or the priorities that you have in your life. And so for me, those priorities are God, my husband, my children, and then everything else. And so if my first priority is God, then I understand that this is his temple, that I am the church. And if I'm the church and I want to be a good manager of the church that he has given me the authority to manage over while we're here on earth, then I need to begin with what's going on in my mind. What comes up in my spirit? What are the things that I'm focusing on? What are they? And if you don't know, because I've been talking this week, we're gonna be talking a lot about the purpose of connect, collaborate, create. If you don't know, because actually when I was reading this article, it was so interesting. One of the things that it said in the article that like kind of blew me away was it talked about how if you don't know your patterns, ask somebody, (laughs) ask someone and somebody else would be able to tell you things about yourself that you're in denial on. So what that means is, is that in connect, collaborate, create, we're naturally drawn to people who will co-sign on our crazy. So what you need to do is intentionally say, no, no, I'm not going to necessarily grab hold to and connect with the person that I'm comfortable with. I need to connect with someone who's different than me. Because if I connect with someone who's different from me, then they're going to challenge my patterns and my behaviors that are not good for me, that don't line up for what the will of God says about who I am and what I should be doing. Am I coming? Am I going? But what's the problem with that? What's the problem with that? The problem with that is, is that we forget that's what's going on, is that we have a sinful nature. We just do. We have a sinful nature, and that it is a spiritual warfare going on. And we got all kinds of things happening in our minds that are motivated by our hearts, right, wrong, or indifferent, but it just is what it is. I know I have a friend who's a lawyer who hates that statement. She says, I hate the statement, it is what it is. Because it feels like it's a, it's, it's a negative connotation. It is what it is. I can't do nothing about it, but that's not true. Let's, let's shift that mental model about it is what it is to I am predictable. And so I need to be acting like a child of the king. If I'm going to act like the child of the king, then what I need to do is I need to start each day with the transformation and the renewing of my mind. Then I'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, his pleasing and his perfect will. So if you're a person that struggles with discipline and consistency in any area of your life, I think the first step of any change is acknowledging, Houston, we have a problem. And then once you are able to acknowledge you have a problem, then you can seek the help that you need. But don't do it by yourself because if you seek the help that you need on your own, then you're gonna attract and you're gonna have someone that even if they appear different on the surface, the essence of who you are and why you're connecting is because you might be the same. Does anybody have friends that they've had long-term relationships with and then you still keep getting disappointed time after time when they do something that you knew they were gonna do, but it still frustrates you because for some reason you think it's gonna be different? Because they know you and you know them? Anybody other than me? What I had to start doing was changing my expectations. Not disseminate the relationship, but I had to change my expectations. Because the reality is, is that if I look at their patterns and they look at my patterns, I probably do just as many things that frustrate them as they do that frustrate me. Because if we're not having real conversations about patterns and behaviors, which a lot of people shun away from, then we don't get closer, we frustrate each other. And then if you say, I'm just tired and sick and tired of being sick and tired, and I'm gonna move away from that person and they're gonna move away from me, we don't know why God put us together. Yes, some relationships are for a reason, some relationships are for a season, But you want to make sure that you're not responding and getting rid of things that are not necessarily things that God will cause you to cause you to get rid of only because of the patterns and the behaviors and the things that you desire, not even what God desires for your life. Patterns can be good or bad. So let's close this out today on a good note, right? Let's let's close out today on a good note. Let's go with the patterns being a good thing, meaning that instead of us saying, "Okay, I know I need discipline and I need to have more rigor in my schedule. That's one of the things, again, when I was talking to my son about, you know, if you get discipline in one area of your life and consistency in one area, discipline begets discipline. So, again, even if we think about I have a goal for something financial, right? I have a goal for something financial. I want to buy x, y, and z. whatever X is. Let's just say it's a, a new gadget or a, something that you desired. And you say to yourself, okay, well, if I uh oh, my, my computer could die at any moment. Um, if I if I go forward with this and I need to save up for this and let's say I put this money aside, Well, when I put this money aside, then I'm going to make some other decisions because discipline begets discipline. So I know I want to buy this object. Let's say it's $100 and I don't want to tap into any of the money that I normally spend on normal things. So I need to maybe work one extra hour of overtime so I can put a percentage of that away to get this goal, whatever that goal is. Well, if I make that decision because there's that goal over there that I want and I'm saving money, then I'll probably think twice before I go out to eat right? And if I think twice about before I go out to eat and I know I have to go in a store and I'm saying that I have this goal for this thing, well then I might budget my money out differently in other areas so that I can get to my goal quicker. And so what I'm saying is instead of us doing that short term, let's think about some long term things and we have many milestones to get us there. It takes a intentional shift of a pattern. Because if that's not what you desire deep in your heart if you're not a saver, If you get stressed or things happen to disrupt your intention on something that's not a pattern for you, that's why connect, collaborate, create could be good for accountability and mentorship because you have somebody asking and checking in. Hey, you said you were going to work that extra hour of overtime to start saving up for that thing. Did you start doing it? Did you start doing it? Well, when are you going to do it? When do you want me to check back in with you to see that you did it? Yesterday, I talked about the whole get naked, get naked with God challenge. And someone called me and said, hey, when are you going to start it? And I'm like, I'm working on it. I'm going to start it. I know that I want it to launch, you know, probably closer to the beginning of the month because that's just easier for people to wrap their mind around starting challenges at the beginning of the month. But I understand sometimes people need time for preparation in their minds to get ready for that challenge. But if I didn't have an accountability person saying, so hey, when you gonna do it? When you gonna get it started, I might make it it might go on a back burner for me. Because I might have competing priorities that takes me off of something that's good for me, that I need to do, that's connected to a bigger goal. That's what connect, collaborate, create. Now, this is the only other thing that I want to put in there as a piece that's important when you start connecting and collaborating, creating with people. I want you to challenge who you connect with, who do you automatically say, I want to go to this person. And and can I put a disclaimer out there? I'm not that person. So there's enough people in this group for you to be with a person. And if you want to come to me, I could connect you to a person, but I don't want to take on the responsibility of being that person for 300 people that are in this group. That's an unrealistic expectation. If you do want weekly accountability and something as relates to your career, then you can join the Career Academy. You will get weekly accountability from Latasha because you'll be at a live training every week. But outside of that, I would say to you, challenge your thoughts. What is an area that there's some patterns or behavior? Or if you're sitting here listening to this message and you're like, nothing, I'm good. Like every aspect of my life, I'm good. Well, then I'm going to let you know you have some blind spots going on. Because nobody's perfect and we all have some patterns that are not helpful. They're not good for us. Or we all have some things that maybe we can pour into others if we think we're great in a certain area. Raise your hand for that too. And if you're not sure how to get into the area of mentorship and connect, collaborate, create, send me an inbox message. Because again, the purpose of this group to connect, connect, collaborate, and create is to get to the better version of you who God created and designed you for so that you can use biblical principles as the foundation in your coming and your going not as something that you dread and you're like oh god she said i got to read the bible every day not like that but just realizing the benefit the benefit it says but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind the renewing of your mind means that you're going to spend some time in the word of god every day every night every day not when you feel like it we don't serve a when you feel like it God. We we serve a sovereign everywhere you need him to be God. And so again, this is my challenge for you to break some of those patterns, bust through some of those patterns, but don't try to do it alone. You will never be successful by yourself. You can always make an excuse in your mind why tomorrow, someday, maybe one day, whenever. Cuz that's just the way that we are by nature. We're sinful in nature. We need people to help build us up and hold us accountable. And yes, we know that God is always there and he should be in the center of all of the relationships and the covenants and the, and the connecting and the collaborating and the creating that you have. He should be in all of that, but he did design us to have relationship. That is why Adam wound up getting a helpmate Eve. And from there, He desires for us to have relationships. The word of God says, assemble yourself. You shouldn't be doing things, even as you practice your faith. I know there's a lot of people who push against organized religion and they're saying the church is corrupt, this, that, this, and another. The reality is whenever you deal with people, it's messy. Because no matter what your title is, you are still a human. Only Jesus came down with flesh on who was perfect. Nobody else is. So it is important to have relationships. Do not listen to the trick of the enemy when he says isolation is good. Isolation is not good. And all it does is feed negative patterns and negative um, behaviors. And it starts to allow you to let the imposter syndrome versus the Holy Spirit be the ruler over your life. And that's not good. That is not how you move forward and become you know, glorify God and, and and walk and behave like the image of God. You can't do that by yourself. You need people. Oh my gosh, I was about to sing <laughs> and that would have just been horrible. There's a song, I need you, you need me. We're all a part of God's family. That's a beautiful song. Um, it is his will. And there's this, like, I remember we used to sing that in like little churches. We go around and say, I need you, you need me. And people will hug and hold hands. I don't know when that day is going to happen again, but that's a great song as a reminder that we need people. So be encouraged by this today. Look at the patterns in your life. If you're not aware of those patterns, meet with somebody, talk to somebody who's known you for a while. Talk to somebody who knew you when you were a little kid. Even I was looking at the science of that from when you were less than five years old, it actually set up the struggle. It showed like the nature of who you are. And then there's an evolution. And obviously it's impacted by experiences and perceptions that you had, how you grew up in other relationships. But the foundation, the core, the bones about who you are, that was formed like before you were five. So if anybody knew you when you were a little kid and they're like, oh, my gosh, that little girl didn't have a stranger or that little boy was always busy, you know, how did that evolve? What did those patterns evolve to? And then again, asking people who know you well, because people are predictable. You want to be predictable. That's what the science says. That's what we know to be true. So until tomorrow, if you're listening to the podcast, bye.